0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: Alright, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the VikingAge.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show we've got Ken McCusick from filmstudybaltimore.com. He is here to help us find out a little bit more about the Vikings. Week nine opponent, the Baltimore Ravens, they will travel to Baltimore on Sunday to face the Ravens at noon central time. I believe the Ravens are five and two, and the Vikings are three and four at this point in the season and the last time I checked the Ravens are favored by six or six and a half around there. So just welcome to the show, Kent. thanks for having me. No problem all right, so Lamar Jackson he's the you know he's the talk of the Ravens. Uh, it seems like it's been that way ever since he got there. Um, he won the MVP in 2019. Well, he's playing really well this year um, again. But what do you think are you know some of the things Lamar Jackson has improved since he won the MVP in 2019? Yeah, definitely doing
0: more to throw to the outside of the field, throwing down the field, forcing the ball down the field more. He leads the NFL in three very important categories. One is time to throw. Uh, that's, that's a, by the way, a complex statistic, not generally understood because not offensive line based for the most part. It's usually mm-hmm. based on how long the quarterback wants to hold the football. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if the quarterbacks dump off the football habitually because they know pressure is coming or, or because that's how their offense is run, then they don't hold the ball very long. And Jackson tries to extend plays, takes an occasional sack to do so. And usually sacks are short, scrambles are long. Uh, he's made definitely a good living off off making those exchanges uh, very well, so really take a sack far behind the line of scrimmage. Sometimes it takes a you know one, two, three yard sack kind of thing. Uh, much better thrower this year. the The velocity in the ball seems to be better, uh, thrown in a tighter spiral. Uh, he's still doing the 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 dangerous things over the middle of the field that he could to to hit players on play action. A lot of that goes to Mark Andrews. Uh, but he's also going deep a lot at The hollywood brown he leads the I, I mentioned the three statistics he leads in time to throw uh average depth of target or or intended air yards as it's known and then also completed air yards which is probably the most important statistics to lead that
1: yeah he's uh i believe he's what he's averaging over 270 yards uh throwing a game this year which is uh definitely a career high for him he's he's not known i believe for putting up you know he's not that 300 yard guy he had that 400 yard game against what the colts on mm-hmm. on Monday night uh that went into overtime what do you but he's also he's still known to be um a running quarterback I feel like he hasn't separated himself from that yet but what separates him from some of the other running quarterbacks we've we've seen in the NFL either in in the current format or in the past
0: uh, you know, the simplest in, in breaking it down, the simplest thing is he reads opponent leverage better than any, maybe any player, but definitely any quarterback in the history of the NFL. Uh, you have to look at players like Gail Sanders and sorry, Gil Sayers <laughs> and Barry Sanders <laughs> yeah. to find players who are similarly able to watch what foot the other players on and make those infinitesimally quickly, uh, quick decisions to, to change direction or even to wait wait, wait until the guy puts himself off off uh, on the wrong foot to get the proper leverage. There's, there's no one like him in that regard. And he, Michael Vick uh,
1: was faster, but he didn't have that same ability to to read the opponent leverage. Yeah, he's, he's really fun to watch. Uh, what has to happen, do you think, this year for Lamar Jackson to win his second MVP?
0: Uh, a lot of things have to happen. Probably the Ravens <laughs> have to go ahead and, and win – finished high in the afc you know first second third he's completely carrying the team at this point he's he's the uh he makes every player on offense better that's a concern to a point this year where the offensive line is quite bad and the uh uh it's a concern really at this point in terms of of he's doing too much to help this team but they've got some good receivers now they do you know a couple good tight ends nick boyle will be coming back they've got uh, you know, a couple of good wide receivers, Jim Bateman and and uh, um, Brown, who certainly you know, pose threats uh, all over the field. So it's he's he's got a little bit of a sort of supporting cast, but the offensive line is very bad, and the running backs are a geriatric <laughs> group of players who have not done much.
1: Yeah, you just mentioned the running backs. So I'm going to ask you about they lost the Ravens lost a bunch of running backs to significant injuries earlier this mm-hmm. year. Um, but they went out and added guys like former Vikings running back Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman. You know, you know like in 2017, this would have been an elite yeah, backfield. Like, like we haven't heard that joke here before.
0: But <laughs> yeah, we're 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 getting we're very frustrated in general with with yeah. what's happened with the running back things. So Murray is a is about six tenths of a yard under expectation per carry, which is okay. terrible. Bell is even worse, and uh, you know it's just it's it's been a bad group in general. Devonta Freeman has. Uh, had a few carries and done okay in terms of yards per carry, but uh, the offense needs to threaten multiple areas of the field at once to maximize who Lamar is. It means they need to kind of several ways to do it, but they'll often run jet motion, run somebody at a sidecar who's a threat to the outside, to the other direction, either left or right. And then Lamar actually is is now the big threat up the middle. That's where they use him mostly on runs. They don't run him to the outside. That was really the 2019 method. where mm-hmm. pretty much well, a very high percentage of his, design runs were running directly out of bounds after a, you know, eight, 10, 12 yeah. yard gain, whatever it might've been. So that's not the way anymore. He's, uh, uh he's very much an up the middle guy and the Ravens have done a good job of, of, uh, getting opponents to run themselves out of position in 19 and 20 In 21. The, the defenses aren't falling for it because they just don't have any respect for the running backs and rightfully so.
1: Does, um, do you guys, do Ravens fans worry about, you know, Switching Lamar Jackson, like you mentioned, running up the middle more, did, does it make you more worried about his health moving forward in the season? It
0: did originally. Um, you know, He's certainly taking more hits this year. Uh, he, he does a very good job of taking hits in a good way. And so he yeah. he, uh, uh, he doesn't take a lot of hits to the legs hard. He doesn't hit, take a lot of hits to the head. Right. Uh, and, and so he takes a lot of it where he's falling forward and down. Well, big quarterback hits, the ones that, that – knock quarterbacks out are quarterback hits in the pocket typically and it's usually quarterback hits and not sacks. If the guy's taken down, he's almost given up on the play and he goes down. But if if he's if he takes a quarterback hit on a play, it's often the ball's going out in one direction and he's going down in the other. And that's Mm -hmm. where the really hard scary hits happen.
1: Yeah. Um behind Lamar Jackson, one could argue that Mark Andrews, the Ravens tight end, is the most important part of the Ravens offense. Um what do you think has allowed him to be so productive during his time with the Ravens? I feel like when people mention like the top tight ends in the NFL, he kind of gets left out But because you hear like Greg George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, but Mark Andrews, he's been putting up the numbers too. So what has just made him be able to be so productive with the Ravens? A Great connection with Lamar. One
0: of the things if you go to camp, you'll notice is that is that he, he just seems to get a, a very high percentage of the throws from Lamar. I he now has a couple more receivers that I think he trusts this year. Brown, he he certainly has a good connection with, and he grew up with. But uh, Bateman, now it looks like he's got a good connection with in just a couple games together. So uh, it, I, I'm I'm encouraged that there are uh, you know better things going on. And Andrews is over ten yards a target, um, which is terrific. Uh, very few receivers do that in a typical year. Uh, he he set the Ravens record at eleven in 2018, 11.0, and there's only been I think. Three or four times that any Ravens receiver, tight end, or wide receiver has ever been ten or more. So, uh, he, he's in a he's in a special place this year. Brown is as well. So, uh, looking forward to see how that finishes out.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, a lot of fantasy owners are happy with uh, Andrews' <laughs> production over his tenure with the Ravens. All right, so you just mentioned Bateman, which I'm I was going to ask you about too because. Former Minnesota Golden Gophers, so people who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. are gonna have some interest probably in him uh, this weekend to see how he is. Um, but he's only appeared in two games so far. Mm-hmm. But I guess based on those two games, how I don't know how much you can draw from from those two games. But how, in your interpretation, how has Rashad Bateman looked this season? He has looked good. Um, he's he's uh, catching.
0: Most of the balls, he should. He he did have a drop in the first game, which led to an interception. He kind of had his hands in a bad place. Uh, Very uh, effective at the top of the route, and Minnesota fans would know this, of course, but uh, he he can make a lot of defensive backs by what he's selling at the top of the route. Mm. And and he has a lot of different places he goes at the top of the stem. So so he he doesn't necessarily have two routes he only runs and the and the cornerback only has to worry about picking up on the clues of which one of those two it's going to be. Uh is no fear of the middle of the field. So that's been very good. And he and he's been an extended play target for Lamar. Uh, That's a very positive thing when when you're the guy that that you know is finding space at the end of a longer Lamar extended holding the football. That's what really builds trust with a quarterback. So uh, he's done a a lot of things well. It's only been two games. I think Ravens fans are really excited to see where this goes.
1: Yeah. Could you see him maybe overtaking some of, you know, we mentioned Andrews, maybe Hollywood Brown, maybe overtaking the role as that top target uh, by the end of the season? By the end of the season, I don't know, maybe uh, it's yeah. I'm really
0: surprised with how much he's getting the football immediately. I thought it'd be a little bit less, but he's gotten six targets in each game. So you know it that's a lot of targets for the Baltimore Ravens. Well, he'd be on, on pace for one hundred and two yeah. targets. I don't know what Brown's previous high is, but I don't even think it's that high. so uh, it, you know it, it'd be uh, it's it's certainly possible. I mean, he's he he has all of the gifts necessary and being the extended play target is a big deal. That used to be exclusively Andrews' territory.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's move to the defense. Last year, the Ravens had one of the the top pass defenses in the NFL based on, you know, passing yards allowed and and yards allowed per attempt and, and things like that. This season, the Ravens have one of the worst in terms of passing yards allowed. So what has led to this pretty dramatic ch- change in uh their pass defense
0: yeah frustrating set of circumstances to be sure uh injury to um marcus peters was very big before the season started and he's their big interceptor of course Uh, that's important for the ravens defense because they really apply pressure schematically more than by winning one-on-one battles and when a blitz is called a particular type then that let marcus peters know he was able to gamble on that play and Mm -hmm. and he has had anyway before the season started the highest uh, interceptions per sixteen game plays on an adjusted basis in NFL history being adjusted to the era, so uh, only Ed Reed was ahead of him. I'm sorry, second. Uh, so it, it's it's one of these one of these things where he was a, a very big loss for this team. Uh, they've been without Wolf for the season so far. Uh, he's he's going to come back for I believe next week and probably not this week against Minnesota. Uh, so he'll be a big uh, recovery. Clayus Campbell has been good in terms of what he provides a pass rush, but he doesn't have a sack yet. It's been all pressures. Um, they've had some good play from the outside linebacker position. Uh, Adafi Owe has been very good as a rookie and, and uh, Justin Houston has been good. Um, but they're, they they do not have a lot of one-on-one pass rush winners and they don't have that single guy who who's, you know, put up seven or eight sacks and is uh, up there towards the lead in the NFL. Like Daniel Hunter is, um, you know, um, their cornerbacks are pretty good. Anthony Averitt, who replaced Peters, has been good. Humphrey has been generally pretty good, but he got t- really torched in the game by um, uh, the Bengals. Yeah, Jamar Chase, exactly. Yep. Uh, a- the safeties are are not interceptors. Uh, Clark is a little better positional safety and has a good job of not letting them have breakdowns on the back end. Um, but uh, Elliott is a guy who really goes for the hit at free safety, and that's not what the Ravens are used to. They're used to having a, a center fielder back there, whether it was Reed or later Weddle, who would be playing over the top looking for the overthrow more, and that's a that's a, been a significant change in in what they've done. Uh, in the slot corner, um, Tevon Young has, has been around the football. He's had good things generally happen, but uh, universal problem in the Ravens secondary has been poor tackling. So they've given up a ton of the act this year, um, and a lot of the a lot of the passing yards they've given up have actually been exploiting the inside linebacker crew, which has been very, very, very weak. So if you look at the if you separate those guys out from the rest of the defense, you see those guys have allowed close to a hundred percent completion rate. Um, and, 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 that's not that uncommon for, for, uh, inside linebackers because a lot of the throws are dumped off in the backfield, of course, and, and, and then they haven't got the people on the ground. So it's, there's been a big problem with that. Uh, they did switch up the inside linebacker position recently to, to try and address that with, with Josh Bynes, longtime NFC player with the Cardinals and originally a Raven going back to inside linebacker, uh, sorry, Mike linebacker and Patrick Queen, the first round draft pick from 2019, 2020 moving to the will spot.
1: Yeah, I would like to say that I'm interested in the Vikings matchup with the Ravens secondary with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and and KJ Osborne, who's been emerging. But I would have said that last week too against the Cowboys and Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins ended up having like you mentioned, you know, average depth of target before with Lamar Jackson. He had a depth of target last week that was like four four yards, you know, per throw. Uh, So that. I would love to say I'm excited about that, but I have to wait and see, I guess, to see if that's going to be a part of the, the Vikings game plan. All right. Um, but what would you say, looking at the Ravens defense this year, that they excel the most at?
0: Uh, what do they really do exceptionally well? Uh, <laughs> it's really hard to pick or something best, right now. Given, yeah. Calais um, K- 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 Campbell is the most dominant player. So some of the things they're able to do against the run because of him are are quite good. He also is you know, does good things against the pass. I, I do a uh, portion of the defensive article. I, I do packages and other things on, on, on the article to talk to people about what defenses were they playing. But one of the things they do is star treatment is called. And I, and I literally write down every single note about a player. Campbell completely dominates that week after week. He'll get 12, 13, 14 notes. Uh, and if I didn't choose to do some other players because you know hey, I want to rotate people in and whatnot uh I, he would be in there every week uh, he's just he's very dominant so yeah. uh, other than him uh you know they 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 get off the field okay on third down uh that so that really hasn't been a problem. I don't think uh they've had stops when they need it they've just given up too many freaking big plays and had too many missed tackles uh to be happy and uh, I'd like to say it was all contained to the inside linebacker position but but it's really in the in the secondary as well
1: all right. Justin Tucker, he is uh, a very good kicker. Something the Vikings have never had uh, in their history. Kickers are a sore subject for for Vikings fans, um, and a bunch of people have thrown out, "Hey, we should trade a first round pick for Justin Tucker. See if you know the Ravens will take that." Mm-hmm. What sort of offer, if any at all, do you think it would take for the Ravens to trade Justin Tucker? i i don't know i mean
0: that's an interesting question i've heard the the question come up many times here of of would you trade justin tucker for a first round pick i mean if you need your franchise next franchise quarterback i don't see how you say no if it's a you know near the top of the first round if but you know obviously within the first round there's a big difference in value Mm -hmm. so if you're talking about a top three pick eh, and i think you do it if you're talking about the 29th pick i think you probably don't so Mm -hmm. you you uh you have to think about that and and just make your call. The Ravens have a remarkable ability to come up with the next guy. I mean, the NFC is filled with yeah. guys, Lutz and Gunot and players like that originally oh, yeah. were Ravens in camp. Oh, Ashka too. It was was Ashka with Minnesota for a while?
1: A brief, a brief, brief period before he we went to the Seahawks, I believe. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but Justin Tucker always he's been someone that Vikings fans have admired from afar as they watch their own kickers uh, shank. Hmm. You know. 35 yard field goals to win the game. All right, so uh, I'll leave you with this. What is more likely for the Ravens this year? They win the Super Bowl or they miss the playoffs? Okay.
0: So, I'm going to say their chance to win the Super Bowl is 12-13% right now. Yep. Um and their chance to miss the playoffs
1: can be low right
0: yeah it's you know that's that's honestly fairly close uh you know i might say it's a it's a it's a it's about equivalent either way uh pick that, <laughs> yeah I, I don't have to pick them you, I, I live probabilistically i'm an actuary by <laughs> training I'll, I'll
1: just tell you i i think it's very close okay yeah um i yeah right now i see the ravens as a Super Bowl contender just like just based on the record i'm sure Obviously they've been in some close games with the Lions. You brought you guys probably don't like to talk about that because it needed to, you need a sixty six yard field goal or whatever to to win the game. But I still look at the Ravens as a Super Bowl contender. I think Lamar Jackson, anytime you have him on the field, uh you have to think of your team as a Super Bowl contender in the way he's been playing at a arguably MVP level. Um they got and you look at the rest of the AFC, like who are the teams standing in the Ravens way? The It's not in the conference. Conference. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, the Bengals, I guess. They just lost to the Jets though. Uh
0: I mean, a, power ratings right now have the the top five teams from the NFC yeah. uniformly, including Dallas and you know, it's fifth, which is uh some of that I kinda of find laughable, but but anyway <laughs> it is what it is. And and they play in a tough division. They they definitely yeah. could miss the miss the playoffs if things broke wrong for them in terms of Cleveland yeah. suddenly waking up and, and Cincinnati getting their house in order and whatnot. So
1: it would probably it'd probably take a big injury though, right? For the Ravens, probably to miss the playoffs. Uh, Jackson or something. Yeah, right. Uh, it would. I, yeah, it would, it would take some
0: combination of circumstances, but I'm not yeah. sure if it would take specifically that.
1: Right. All right. That's all I got for you today, Ken. Uh, I know you have a podcast that covers the Ravens um, and a Twitter account. So where can people uh, find you and follow you? Okay, sure. If
0: you want to talk football, I'm, I'm film study at film study ravens on Twitter. My uh, platform is filmstudybaltimore.com if you want to come. And there's all kinds of stuff there on offensive line scoring, uh, analysis of the defense, and uh, all sorts of other things. If you're Vikings fans and you want to catch up on the Ravens before the game, uh, new podcast content every day.
1: Perfect. All right. Go check that out. Uh, I'm guessing it's available on pretty much every podcast outlet. Oh, yeah. Um, same as this podcast, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.